technology really doesn't slow down and while I was told tales of flying cars of the future when I was a young girl, it seems far more likely that we will remain grounded, but maybe that we won't be the ones driving the cars. Instead, they'll be driving themselves. Is that the future of EVs? And that's why I've invited Chris, AKA at Dirty Tesla on X and YouTube, who to join me today to talk on the Out of Spec podcast. So welcome, thank you for coming on this evening. I hope you're doing well. You said it was snowing over there. Yep, it's snowing. Thank you for having me uh, in Michigan. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, do, doing good over here. <laughs> good. Yeah, winter is really coming in. I was on a nice fall walk today. There's still leaves, colored leaves on the trees, but uh, it's definitely getting colder and colder, which yeah. I don't I don't really mind, honestly. <laughs> Uh, you know. Not my favorite, but <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, now that I'm not in Colorado anymore, the you know they're getting s snow, snow, snow already, and I'm like, mm, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll try something yep. different this year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on. We met each other a few months ago, actually, when I was first coming onto the Out of Spec team. You came out to Colorado, and uh, we took um, was it yeah Kyle's Model Three out to um, Model try S. Model, Model S. S. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you to try yep. out the. FSD, I don't remember which version, but on I-70, you know, in the mountain corridors, that specific spot where it really puts it to the test because, you know, it's it's pretty windy, there's an incline, and we navigated all the way from the parking lot out into the to the interstate and back. So, right. yeah, that was pretty cool. What version of FSD was that? Um, it was 11.4 something, I believe. Yeah, okay. somewhere around there. We haven't had a whole ton of updates lately, so it was it was in the 11s somewhere. Okay, cool. And, you know, I really wanted to get your opinion on FSD. I haven't covered it much on the podcast at all. I know generally, you know, what it what it does, but, um, you know, you've been following it closely from what I know. You live with it, um, you know, in your, yeah. in, in your Tesla, which is a, what model do you have? Uh, so we own two Model Ys that okay. both right now have FSD kind of, yeah. Pretty uh, kind of. What do you mean by that? Uh, so the with the free full self driving transfer, I had it on my car, and then we bought my wife a Model Y, and we transferred it to hers because I'm planning on trading mine for Cybertruck. So in the oh. meantime, while I'm waiting, I'm addicted to it. I don't want to live without it, so I'm subscribing to it. Um, I can use referral credits, so I get three months at a time of FSD. Oh. So both cars have it, but my car is subscribing to it. Her car has it full time. Oh, that's interesting. So I bet you're getting excited with the Cybertruck deliveries apparently coming quite yes. soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just a few days now. Super cool. Yeah. So you've been paying attention to this technology, living with it, like you said. And so you have an idea of how it's also advanced throughout its timeline. And I think the the fact that you've not only been, you know, you say you're addicted to it, which I'd love to figure out what you love about it so much, but also you've been observing it and watching it change because this is, of course, been a thing that has been iterated upon. It has to get better and better. It's right. quote unquote learning. Um, so you have an idea of the challenges and the successes that have been the you know, in the former, current, and future goals of making FSD really happen for Tesla vehicles. So FSD, just in case anyone isn't super sure about it, I'd love to give them a bit of an outline of, of what it does. So FSD, it stands for the full self-driving ability, right? And when it comes to Tesla and how it exists today, I'd love for you to let me know if I'm missing anything. But what I understand about it um, and what I hope you'll add some color to, of course, is that it's a package. You can purchase it. You can tr move it between Teslas. But, um, you know, you do have to buy this beta form of it and then just as an everyday driver. And it includes this set of features that are designed to 
enhance the vehicle's capabilities and then move it towards this autonomous driving. So it can navigate on autopilot, it auto lane changes, it parks itself, auto park. You can summon it so it can come to you, stop at traffic lights and stop signs. Are there other features that I should mention? And also you're laughing and I, I guess that's, yeah. could, is that be because, could be because that's the goal of what it should do, but it doesn't always do it. Uh, well, Tesla is in a weird spot right now in that they keep changing their hardware. So the first thing I want to clarify is you can't really move it in between cars. Tes Tesla had a one-time for mm -hmm. quarter three of, of 2023 promotion to kind of get people to upgrade their cars where they were like, you know what, if you get a new car, we'll let you move your FSD one time. We're never going to do it again. I don't believe them. I think maybe they'll do it one more time. Um, so it's not normally something you can move in between cars, but we did take advantage of that one time. We, we basically uh, got lucky with our order. Okay. Um, on top of that, the other thing I'm kind of chuckling at is you you talk about the auto park and and all of that and on older cars with fsd yes it will auto park but tesla removed the ultrasonic sensors from their newer cars right vehicles without ultrasonic sensors even if you buy fsd you pay 12 grand is not going to auto park you can't summon you can't smart summon and it's been over a year tesla's been promising yes we're we're bringing it to these you know vision only the cars they call them uh and it's still not here so it's it's a frustrating point for me that i point out mm -hmm. to owners so my 2021 model y it can summon smart summon auto park no problem my my wife's 2023 model Y, it can't do those three things, even though it's it, it, it's a newer car and has the same software. It seems counterintuitive if you're going to continue to make this thing to improve it, to create a better offering, but it can't do what our, I mean, one, what former models can do, previous models from earlier model years can do, but also that seems like something that I'd want if anything, of all the things that it can do, I would want it to be able to do. So they took off these sensors, which until i guess they're prepped you're saying with just the you know using the eyesight they're not going to add back on uh i mean they're telling us it's coming eventually that's re really all we know you know tesla's get software updates all the time and you know i believe them that eventually yes it's going to have those features but i just you know we're, we're going off topic a little bit but i get a little frustrated that <laughs> they leave these things on the website if you go to buy a tesla it'll mm -hmm. say it does some in smart some they'll give you a little warning before you take delivery but just it doesn't do it right now so take it off the website add mm. it back later when it's actually ready. <laughs> mm. I think that's a good point. I think Tesla, just in general, the communication from them can sometimes be vague, uh, but that also sounds like a not like a wholly true offering, right? If they're saying you can buy it and it actually doesn't perform that yet at right, right. now, then yeah, it's yeah. coming. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. It's, it's always on its way, right? So I'd love to kind of go back in time through the history of FSD to its, you know, or origination. So roughly, when did it come out? When was it started? And what were the original goals that you remember? Sure. So uh, originally before FSD, there was autopilot, which is just like lane keep and speed keep. And then we got uh, navigate on autopilot, which was in about March of 2019 or so. And that allowed the car to automatically make its own lane changes on the highway and do uh, take exits and do interchanges and things. And then we got to FSD beta, which came out October of 2020. Uh, and that's when it first started just to literally like, I mean, employees had it, but outside of the employees, just a couple of people worldwide. Um, and then a few more people got it there was a very small group of about a thousand people most of those being employees so i joined in in november of 2020 is when i started so it's been you know three years of, of doing this stuff and it was that was it for a while only those people and at the time it was kind of like you know tesla would literally give you a phone call and they would say hey 
do you want to join this? Just so you know, this can do the, the wrong thing at the worst time. You have to pay full attention. Uh, this is like, you're helping us out here. You got to agree. So of course, I'm like, heck yeah, I want to do this. Uh, so you get in the car and the goal, the goal has always been an autonomous vehicle that can drive itself from A to B with no help from the, from the human. Mm -hmm. legally and because the system wasn't capable you have to have a person in the driver's seat and it's still like that today it was like that in the beginning the difference between you know a very uh, general kind of description between the beginning and today is the beginning was really awful i have videos you know on youtube from the first day that i got it and the car would you know veer off to the left it, out of nowhere it, it tried to drive through the middle of a roundabout it just you know couldn't really drive that well. Uh, whereas today, it still can make mistakes, you still need to pay attention, but it's not that uncommon for me to go A to B on, you know, a short five mile drive or even a 20 mile drive. And I do nothing. I just sit there and watch the car. Um, so it has improved tremendously in that time. There's still a really long way to go in terms of like, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> the car's yeah. going to drop me off somewhere. I just, I, I'm still skeptical of it, you know, even though I am impressed by what the car can do. Right. So, okay. So it kind of started out with these basic features and then the, you know, the whole full self-driving capability that obviously takes on a lot more responsibility than just keeping in the lanes and keeping the speed, which is very helpful. But if you're able to just sit there and not do anything, which I do think would make me nervous. <laughs> mm -hmm. a little yeah, bit. that's fair. But yeah, you've had experience in it. So what is the, are, have there been like major steps in its progress from this origination that you've seen that it was like, oh my God, it was so great when they did this or they tried this and it failed and then they tried this? Yeah, actually, that's a great way to put it. That's happened many times. So in the beginning, as I said, it would make really big mistakes. Um, and you'd have to take over very often and even some of the basic things. So before FSD beta, like I said, there was autopilot and navigate on autopilot where the car could stay in its lane, and it would just sit there and, you know, keep its lane very good at that for for years at that point. You get FSD beta on your car. So the day before you didn't have it, the next day, your car can drive itself, you know, through this <laughs> free update. Uh, well, you had to pay for FSD, of course. Um, and it, you get on a straight road and the car is just ping-ponging in the lane doing this back and forth. There's no turns, there's nothing. You're like, what? what? Yesterday you could go straight. I didn't have all this advanced software and now you're doing this. You know, they fixed that within a week. Um, back then we were getting software updates like once a week, like wow. consistently. Um, and they fixed that very quickly. But it was just kind of funny to have such a drawback um, of this basic feature. Uh, and then back in the day, the car actually, so the car has... Uh, now it's seven, eight, uh, seven exterior cameras, two in the front, uh, four on the sides, and then one in the back. Um, and it wasn't even using all of those cameras in the beginning to do the the full self the full self driving. Mm. And then it eventually turned on all the cameras over over time. Um, I don't have exact dates for you, um, but it can be found. You know, this stuff's been recorded. And then it was only looking at kind of images, like a picture of the scene, and making mm -hmm. a decision. Eventually, they added the ability for the car to kind of see. Uh, in video, right over time, like you and I do when we're looking, we see a vehicle moving, we can kind of make estimates based off of, you know, where it's going to be what it's going to do. So, um, you know, they added that ability. Uh, you know, things like uh, left turns used to be really bad. And then like, you, you couldn't do a left turn. Because the car, first of all, it would get into the position to do the left turn, it would turn the wheel all the way to the left, which is really dangerous. Because if somebody rear ends you, it will send you flying to the left into traffic, right? Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to turn the wheel until you're ready to actually make the move. Mm -hmm. You know, little things like that. All of these things have kind of come together. Another thing, you know, when you're at a, a left turn light, it's green, but it's uh, you have to wait your turn, right, to make yeah. the left. It's not an arrow. Yeah, exactly. It's just green, no arrow. The car would just sit at the line. 
it wouldn't move up and wait for its turn, right? Mm. It's a very human thing to do. And that's, you know, I, I think legally what you're supposed to do. I'm not sure, it's, you know, some of these things are like what humans do, but legally you're not supposed to. Right. Um, and it would it would just sit back there and it would just be terrible. It would never make it. It would miss multiple light cycles. Well, now the second the light turns green, it scoots up into the middle of the intersection. I mean, it feels like wow. somebody is remotely controlling your car. Mm. It's very cool. So over the years, yeah, they've had big, uh, big improvements. A another big thing that was a problem for a long time was phantom braking, where mm. the car would be driving and it would hit the brakes for no reason. And some of these, they were never huge. It's not like you'd go from 50 to zero or something miles per hour. Uh, but you'd maybe go from 50 miles per hour down to 45, you know, um, and if someone's behind you, that's really weird. That used to be a big problem, maybe a year and a half or so ago. Now it's, you know, pretty much never happens. Um, I should say in my experience, because there's always people listening that go, oh, it happens to me all the time. Well, <laughs> I can only talk about what I experienced. Um, but so there have been pretty big leaps in terms of, of you know, what the car can do and how capable it is. And then I have one final thing, because mm -hmm. uh, the way you phrased that was really good in that, are there things they've tried that they've then taken away? So one of the big things is the older cars used to have a radar in the front. Mm -hmm. And at some point during all this, this uh, beta testing, Tesla uh, determined we don't need the radar. We're going to go vision only, you know, and not worry about um, the ultrasonic sensors or anything. So newer cars don't even come with a radar anymore. They only have the cameras. And so that was a big change they made that I think initially was a little worse, but then ended up being, in my opinion, much better. So things like braking distance, uh, how much, how gradually it slows as, as it's approaching um, stopped cars is way improved now without the radar. And then, man, I mean, there's so many things. Another one is called the occupancy network. And it was Tesla's decision or Tesla's attempt to let the car see objects in the real world. So say you're driving down the road and you have a garbage can in the road, right? Does the car really need to know what it is? Does it have to know what's a garbage? It's not a good example because the cars actually do know what garbage cans are. <laughs> Let's say you have a couch in the middle of the road, okay? Does the car need to know it's a couch? Not really. It just needs to know, I can't run into this thing. I have to drive around it or I have to stop and wait for it to move, whatever it is. Well, Tesla introduced the occupancy network, which that's exactly what that is. It can detect 3D objects in space. It doesn't really matter what they are. And it can know how big they are, about where they are, if it can move around them, you know, all of these different things. So that was huge in improving the car's capabilities. And I loved it. But now going to version 12, it's gone. <laughs> they're getting, they don't need the occupancy network anymore. Um, they're kind of moving on from that. So um, it's just, it's pretty interesting how they've tried all these different things. They kind of reach a local maximum. They go, okay, this is the answer. And then they go, oh, okay, this this actually isn't the answer. <laughs> now we need to change everything again. And that's what we're seeing with uh, version 12 coming up. Yeah, I think it's an interesting challenge that you mentioned. And totally, I think recognizing those objects, I mean, it, to it just like lends to the intelligence of the system. Because if it's maybe like a blanket that like, you know, a towel in the row that you could run over versus a couch that you don't want to run into, it's a lot to be processing and the confidence of it as well is something that I think is really interesting. So in terms of the confidence of the system, not the what that you have in it, but rather mm -hmm. that the you know system is making decisions based on a certain confidence factor. How do you feel like that has shifted throughout time too? And that it can like trust itself. I mean, I'm anthropomorphizing yeah. it, but 
No, I told man. Are, are you sure you're not a beta tester? Because that the, <laughs> I don't know the way you're phrasing these is amazing. So that's actually still to this day one of my biggest gripes is the car's confidence in how it moves throughout the world. So it used to be garbage, awful. You would get up to a, a right turn and the car, uh, say a stop sign, the car would make its complete stop and it would kind of start moving. And kinda, you're like, there's nobody here. I don't see a car for five. I can see five miles in every direction. There's nobody here. Just go. And the car's like, you know, creeping and creeping and creeping. And then it'll finally, you know, barely move. Like it's so scared of, of its own shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, that has improved so much over the years. And it is one of the things that still, uh, I try to cut it some slack because like it's a robot driving around. Right. So I'd much rather it err on the side of caution than just go flying out into an intersection. Uh, but, but sometimes it it still needs more confidence, but that has improved tremendously, especially when you have actual other cars around. And it's so funny because I notice I do the same thing. So let's say you have a stream of cars coming, you're waiting to make a right turn. As soon as that last car starts to pass you, before they even fully pass you, FSD will start to you know move out wow. just like a person does and then make the turn. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody around, you'll actually see a little bit more hesitancy because it doesn't have it, you know it doesn't have like a positive control of like, oh, there's a car I have to wait. It's like, is it actually clear or am I not seeing if there's a car? Mm. And personally, I'll do the same thing. If there's cars, you just stop and you kind of wait a minute. If there's no car, you look. You look, and you're like, okay, there's really nobody. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> so right. uh, it's it's pretty human like in in that regard. That's r- really cool. And so it makes me think of the um, you know, the logic that is going into it because uh, you know, well, maybe we should say so this is how it's been progressing over time. There's been lots of different versions as you said, like uh, pretty often software updates, but it seems like they've tapered off a little bit, but now we're moving towards you know, this is FSD v- V12 update which there's no beta in there too. So can you tell me why? Uh, Cause Elon said so. I mean, that's basically it. I <laughs> I wouldn't read too much into that. A lot of people were very excited. And I mean, you could kind of go crazy thinking of all kinds of things. Does no beta mean it's government approved for people to sleep in the back? Like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, you could go that far and think that's what he means. Um, I think if it really comes without that beta label, which, you know, let's be clear, if you look in the software menu of a Tesla, like everything is labeled beta, the autopilot, the the seat heaters, <laughs> everything you could find. I'm exaggerating a bit, but a lot of things are labeled beta. Um, mm. With FSD, if it's really not labeled beta, the main thing I think that would mean is that you don't have to like opt-in to get it onto the car. Because as of now, mm-hmm. I mean, even the opt-in is pretty much gone, but in the past, you had to opt in and then you had to get a safety score and you had to wait and then and blah, blah, blah. So my main thing was like, oh, okay, you just can buy FSD and turn it on. That's what no beta would mean. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if when it first comes out, it's still labeled beta and then maybe they remove it later. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Besides literally Elon tweeting that one time, I'm not sure it really means much. Okay, interesting. But we are referring to this new update that's now Tesla employees specifically have as this FSD version 12, V12 update. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for you to kind of enlighten me a little bit. So we talked about how the sensors came off the vehicle. So that's, they're now relying on, is it solely cameras? What is the logic behind this that the car and the software is using to make the decisions that it does? Yeah, it's cameras. It has camera input. Um, and then, you know, based on what it sees, it's going to make those decisions, which is pretty much how humans drive. And that's always been, you know, Elon or Tesla's goal is look how the roads are designed. They're designed for you to use your eyes and look around, sometimes your ears, but for the most part, you look around 
Mm-hmm. And you see there's a red light or you see this says no passing zone or you see there's, you know, an object in your way and you make decisions based off that. So, you know, the end goal of of Tesla is to make this system have a brain. It has more eyes than we do. So it already can see more than we can all at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, which in my daily you know life of using the system has benefited me already because like when you're making an unprotected left and you got cars on both sides, you're, you're doing this back and forth. You can't look at them all. The car can, and it saved me in multiple situations. Not that, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten in an accident or something, but it doesn't go when I think we should go. And I'm kind of like, I guess I'm not going to push the pedal if the car's not going to move. And then... I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is somebody there, but I didn't see them. So mm. um, it as of now, it's just using the cameras. There is, if you want, you know, a little to get a little deeper into it, um, Tesla in the model S and X, okay, in the S and X, they do have a uh, high resolution radar in them okay. that uh, this was in the Walter Isaacson book. And then um, Elon also commented on this on uh, X. Um, they have that radar in there, not for customer vehicles to use to make any decisions, but they're collecting data from those radars, bringing it internally, and comparing it to the decisions the car is making, the, what data the cameras are picking up, and saying, like, all right, it, does this give us enough benefit? Does this add enough information for us to justify adding this to the vehicles? Mm-hmm. Because Elon is is pretty much like hell-bent on vision. Like, humans don't have a radar. We don't need a radar. The other side of that is humans crash all the time. <laughs> so maybe we want some more sensors that humans don't have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. be- because uh, uh, maybe we want some more sensors so the cars are better than us. Um, so, you know, there's a whole argument there. And I'm not saying that I know better than than the whole autopilot team does, but that's kind of my idea. I mean, I think this is an interesting part of it, too, because, of course, it's like, oh, cars that can drive themselves convenience, but also safety. I mean, there's things on, you know, my... 2016 Outback that are safer than that I can be. You know, they let me know if a car, if there's an obstacle, right. if a car has moved, you know, if I'm going out of the lanes, like all this stuff, because, you know, we're not the most evolved, brilliant creatures and cars can, like you say, use all these other tools to make that better. So I think the just that's a part of it too. It's obviously cool technology, but it could mean safer roads in general. And that's why also we're playing with this, of course, in opting in, like you say, with the beta version, you know, mm-hmm. folks are opting in, you have to choose to be a part of the experiment, basically. But also what you're saying too, about taking that data back, I can only imagine, you know, the car is making real time decisions based on what it's seeing, and how it's programmed to re- react to those, but also all the data that Tesla is taking on the back end and working with to create this next version, the next iteration and everything. And so one thing I was reading is that um, I saw this in the electric article about this that I'll reference in the description, but the main difference with the V12 update is expected to be vehicle controls being taken over by neural nets rather than being hard coded by engineers. So neural nets, there's a brain. Is yeah. that what it's saying? And that's yeah, kind of pre- what you're talking about? Yeah. Like yeah, that. pretty much. I mean, that's, that's always been the idea uh, that Elon has talked about is that you can't like code out of this problem. Now, I am not like a software coding guy, so this starts to get a little above my pay grade. But, um, you know, you can think of it in this way in that when certain companies try to make their self-driving cars, they write a line of code for like every, this isn't exactly true, but we can just think of it this way. They write a line of code for every scenario you can encounter. Mm-hmm. So, when, 
Yeah, exactly. And and if if you're at a normal intersection and nothing's happening, that's pretty easy. Like if green light go, if red lights die, you know, whatever. If pedestrian don't hit them, whatever. <laughs> but driving is driving is infinitely complex. You'll never be able to you know figure all that out. So Elon has said for a long time, even though they were hard coding stuff, that he thinks you need to get pretty close to like artificial general intelligence, you know, like the holy grail to ever solve this problem. And you know, people waffle back and forth, back and forth, and whether he knows what he's talking about or he's he's really good at this. And and I'm, you know, I try to be really skeptical of everything, but I just keep leaning towards the fact that he really does seem to have this nailed down in terms of what you have to do. And if you look at one of the good examples of talking about like software and hardware, the combination of all that, and where I could say I'm totally wrong and thinking we could use more sensors, is look at what's going on with Cruise right now, and. Mm-hmm. They have LIDARs all over the place and radars all over the place and cameras all over the place. And they all got pulled off the road because, you know, they're too dangerous. And now all of this is being looked into and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They actually have way more human interventions than we ever thought they did. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't want to talk too much about it because it's, you know, going through courts and stuff. And so the truth will come out eventually. And I don't want to just, you know, act like I'm making stuff up. But just from what we've heard so far, it's come out in the articles. It looks like these cars with way more LIDAR and radar and more sensors than Tesla's are doing a comparative job or even a worse job in terms of like interventions per mile. And it's mm-hmm. like, then it must be the software. You can't yeah. just add, you can't keep adding hardware. They already have all the hardware all over the place. So um, V12, yes, we'll go to neural nets. And so Tesla said they're deleting like 300,000 lines of code. And some of the examples are, um, man, and they're going to have some big problems with this, but some of the examples. So when you come to a stop sign, do you make complete stops? Well, Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, my mom would always yell at me about rolling stops. So okay. you're supposed to stop fully, look both ways, then carry on if you don't want to take it too, if there's a yeah. car behind you. But I know most people, like, they slow down, they look, it's clear, they carry through. Yeah, exactly. At two, three miles an hour. Yeah. And a lot of those people, you should get someone to, like, tell someone, hey, next time you're with me, don't remind me, but pay attention to my stops. Am I making complete stops? Because you probably Mm. don't. A lot of people think they're making complete stops, but they don't actually. They get down to like one or two, three miles per hour, and then they roll through. You're probably right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that's what the the Teslas were doing. They were Mm. rolling stop signs in very specific scenarios. So they had all these, again, this was all hard-coded. They had all this logic of like, if there's no other vehicles or pedestrians, if the speed is below 35 miles per hour, if, 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 you know, you can see clearly, whatever go ahead and roll the stop sign. Mm -hmm. Well, NHTSA came and said, you can't roll stop signs. So now the cars make complete stops, 100% stop signs. And it is the most miserable experience. (laughs) Even though it's technically correct, it is awful. I've been honked at multiple times, literally for making a complete stop. I did nothing wrong. I followed the law to the, I mean, the car, followed the law to the T and the person behind me is honking because they're like, why aren't you going? There's nobody around, right? Yeah. So things like that are not going to be part of the car anymore. The car is going to learn, again, some similar to how you and I would learn. It's you be, you're either instructed on a task or uh, you watch someone else do a task, and then you learn how to do it. So as of now, if I'm understanding this correctly, Tesla is feeding in tons and tons of video into their version 12 AI system, whatever. And they said that they're selectively picking videos from good drivers, and they found one of the problems they had for you know making complete making the system make complete stops is they had a hard time finding any video of people making complete stops wow. they said it was like 0.5% or less of people make complete stops at stop signs mm. and it's i mean this stuff's super nerdy but it's really interesting like go hang out at a stop sign if you got nothing to do and watch 
you'll probably see almost, unless cars are interacting with each other, of course, you'll see almost nobody make a complete stop. They just don't. They don't. Um, so anyway, to get back to the point, um, they're not hard coding things. They're basically, I don't know, have some magic AI thing. Right. <laughs> and they're feeding it hours and like millions of hours of video, maybe billions of hours of video, I think, actually. And the car is then learning how to do the driving things. Very <laughs> and cool. It does them. I, yeah. I mean, that's so crazy. I can only imagine like the AI that they're working with there. And um, again, yeah, like the perhaps millions of hours of video that they're using to build this. And so I've heard a bit of a sentiment that it's like, yeah, when I drive my Tesla, I'm training it. But in terms of the micro and macro scale, it's it's more macro, I'd say, right? Like they're taking all of these small data points from all these people, but they're putting it back on the back end and then building the software from there. So you're not, riddle me this, is someone training their car or rather they're training the larger software that is implemented in the FSD large scale? Right. Yeah. No, you're not training your individual car. Tesla is taking data back and then fine tuning all their models and then sending out a software update. There is some evidence that Tesla can tweak. I mean, they definitely can tweak some very, very minor things without a software update. So you'll like come back to your car and something's different. Um, but the level to which they can do this in terms of like the FSD abilities is debated and nobody knows, you know, what the facts are. Um, but it, definitely seem they can tweak very small things mm -hmm. but you know like d d will your car fail a right turn you know a specific right turn 10 times in a row and then you go back the next day and it doesn't correctly 100 percent, you know 10 times in a row um I, I don't know if they can do that level of tweaking without a software update mm -hmm. yeah makes sense okay super super interesting um i i just think that this is pretty crazy and it'll be cool to see what happens in this v12 so employees only have it right now but i know Elon, of course, has goals that by the end of every year, this year, yeah. that it'll finally be it. But where are where do we stand? Do you think, in your experience, having living with FSD, where are we in its in its evolution? Um, I think it's a really so. If you know what you're getting, I think it's a great system. If you know exactly what you're getting, and then you can on your own, evaluate kind of the price, if it's worth it, et cetera. I think it's very nice. I use it daily. I like it. Um, and I appreciate it. it. It It's hard for me to kind of like, I, so for the first time recently, I did suggest like, I think it is worth the 12 grand. That's really hard for me to say because 12 grand is like a crazy amount of money. And some people are going to think I'm a total idiot for saying that. And other people who really like it are like, heck yeah, it's worth 12 grand. Like, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I think it's at a point now that it wasn't a year or more ago that like the right person with the right mindset who knows what they're getting into would be happy paying for it or maybe monthly the 200 a month in terms of like the overall goal of like a robo taxi that i mean my 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 uh criteria is i can go to sleep in it on my way to work and it'll take me to work that that's when we're there that's kind of my my cutoff well there's two that or tesla takes liability if you're getting an accident well fsd is on that's kind of the other kind of like okay obviously it's a self-driving car if tesla's willing to take liability um mm -hmm. I think we're far away from that. And it, it's hard to say without experiencing version 12, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many, I mean, man, I could go on about this for, for days. There's so many different things you need for all of this to come together to actually work correctly. So okay. let's say the car ends up, it can drive 10 million miles between accidents, which would be 20 times better than a human. Okay. 
20 million miles. You got to get the regulators on board. Sure, say they are. But you don't have a lot of redundancy in the car. So what if one of the cameras gets covered in the middle of a drive by, I don't know, snow or a bird poops on the camera or something? The cameras don't have wipers on them. You know, what if it gets foggy? Mm-hmm. Hopefully the car will be able to, you know, pull over or something, which actually Elon did show in, in his V12 live stream. It does have some kind of pullover ability, which we don't have now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, there's, there's so many factors. The other thing is, okay, 20 million miles sounds like a lot, right? Uh, in between In between accidents. But if you have a million Teslas on the road and they're driving 20 miles a day, that's 20 million miles a day. That means you have a full self-driving Tesla accident every single day. Mm. Now, overall, it's less accidents than the general population. But all of those accidents are attributed to a single source, and that's Tesla. Can They, they can't. I mean, they can't because people are going to be angry at Tesla. Mm. Even though Tesla prevented you know, a thousand accidents that day, those people don't care about that. They're like, hey, I was in an accident, you know, you're in trouble. So it's just, the numbers are just crazy in terms of how far you need to go in between interventions and, and accidents and stuff. Mm. Um, I'm skeptical, but we need to, you know, get version 12 and experience it. Right. And I, I think that's part of this too, is that Tesla is not done. I mean, or anyone working with this, techno- this technology is not done with it. And it seems to me like a, a really cool experience if you get to be a part of it, if you can afford it. One, of course, that's a high price point. Right. So. 12,000 bucks. That's not, that's not nothing. But um, you do say it's worth it. And you said earlier that you were addicted to it. So what do you like about it so much? Um, I'm, I don't enjoy driving. So mm. I've, I've been driving for, I'm going to age myself, almost 20 years now. And just in Metro Detroit, in this area, there is like no public transport, very mm. little. Um, you know, it's a motor city. Everything's built around everyone has a car and you drive everywhere, which is fine. You know, it's nice to have the freedom and I can hop in my car and do whatever I want. I don't have to wait for a bus or whatever, wait for a train, you know, whatever. Um, But my jobs that I've worked have always been very far from home. So my current job, I drive 70 miles a day. That's my commute. 35 miles there, 35 miles back. And it's pretty much, I mean, 25 miles of that is highway. So 50 miles a day of highway, 20 miles a day off highway. And it gets old. Like, I don't want to do that every day. Like, geez, it's it's 40 to 60 minutes of my time daily. Actually, double that. That's one way is 40 to 60 minutes. Um, and like when I used to work in Detroit, I mean, th- that was so much worse driving in and out of Detroit every day was, oh my gosh, it took forever and I didn't go nearly as far. Mm. So it really takes the monotony out of driving for a few reasons. Number one, when it was older and it sucked, it was kind of sweet to be like, wow, I have this cutting edge technology that like I get to experience and I'm, I, I'm helping with, I think, you know, according to Tesla, I'm helping develop this, which will increase safety on the roads and help people who, you know, can't drive, you know, say somebody's blind and then they could call a self-driving car to pick them up, which they could do right now in San Francisco with, you know, Waymo. Um, you know, contributing to all of that on top of like kind of the gamification of watching the car and like, oh, is it going to do something here? Like, oh, it it messed it up or it did it right. That's so cool. Um, And when it is doing things correctly, it's so relaxing to just, you know, I can't read a book or or text or anything, but I can just be like hanging out Mm -hmm. and watch the car. And and like I said, I mean, I'll make it to work daily. um, Most days I should say without doing anything. And it's just so much more relaxing um, than having to adjust the steering wheel constantly every day when the the first time that that happened when you got in and it took you to where you were going without you having to intervene at all what what happened how did that feel 
Oh, I was ecstatic. I mean, I celebrated it. I think I remember the exact drive because so, you know, back in the day when it was really bad, I actually tried to do a drive and I was very, I told everybody up front, I was like, I am intentionally picking like the easiest drive right now so I can go A to B without doing anything. And it still screwed it up. It was literally like two turns. <laughs> it was like, I think it was four miles and two right turns and that was it. And it couldn't make it. Mm. And I was so disappointed. I'm like, I tried to give you an easy drive and you still can't do it. Well, this this first drive where I didn't do anything, if I'm thinking of the right one, it's actually decently complex. It was like in a downtown scenario, and I had to go um, back and forth. I was picking up something from work, so I wasn't even like recording a video or you know intentionally trying to challenge it. I just it was a drive I had to do, and it just made it back and forth. And I, you know, of course, I tweeted about it and um, and all that, but uh, it was it was very cool. And now it happens, you know, like I said, I don't know about I don't know fifty percent of the time, but maybe thirty or forty percent of the time it'll make it you know, A to B without you doing anything. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's a high percentage of the time when 100% of the time I'm driving my car, I'm driving right. it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, in those other times, it's the car. I mean, pretty much every drive, the car does 99% of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how cool. I, yeah. I do really think this is cool, whether or not, you know, Tesla can be something that polarizes people in general for a lot of reasons. But this technology, I think, is super cool. And it has the ability to make driving more enjoyable for people. You know, if we do depend on cars and you're in traffic, like if you can just not have to be really a part of it, but also feel safe and confident in the vehicle's ability, I think that's super cool. So what changes do you want to see in V12 that really stand out? Um, I would like the car to drive me A to B and me not do anything. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's hard because, you know, the system has been so refined up to this point. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to be clear. It still does make a lot of mistakes and it can do like things that are really stupid. They're like, how is this possible? Like sometimes it'll still, I, I don't know about run a red light, but I've had it where sometimes it'll stop at a red light and then try to go through it after stopping like dumb stuff like that. So I'm not a stop sign. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, although I'm very impressed by it. Um, the system has been so kind of rounded out in its abilities it can do most things. It just needs to get better in general. Mm -hmm. um, so number one, it needs more confidence most of the time, uh, moving through intersections and stuff like that. Um, number two, the thing that's really not working and has never, Tesla's never really claimed that this was supported is pretty much anything parking lot related. So the car can navigate through parking lots, but it's usually like real goofy. So like you'll turn it on and it'll bump the speed up to 45 miles per hour oh, and you're like whoa we're in a parking lot yeah what the, what the heck um or it'll be driving and then it'll just randomly turn left into one of the lanes like what the heck it can't um you know auto park exists but you basically have to like set it up and press the button mm. it can't reach a destination and then park itself so we need like pretty much all the parking lot stuff mm -hmm. um to be done but then you know i go back and forth because if you're talking robo taxi it's probably just going to drop you off at the door and then it's true you know, drive away or whatever it does um so we need a lot of that you know kind of rounded out um yeah it's it's hard to be really specific for it for me but just yeah. in ge you know general better driving and then mm -hmm. you know, polishing some of the um or adding some of the features we don't have it'll be cool to see like how much it is improved from you know being in version 11 point question mark to v12 you know, yeah, dropping yeah. the beta, is that really significant? Maybe not, but just to really see what happens. And of course, like you said, like throughout the progress, there has been, you know, updates that have improvements, but also then something else is knocked down. So I wonder if we're gonna yep. see any fallbacks like that. Is anything that you've read point to any of that or just like the history tells that that could happen? 
we don't know anything about version 12. There's no leaking. I think the employees that it went to, I think it's a very small group mm -hmm. um, that have it. It's not, so there's like this general employee rollout that you'll get before it goes out to non-employees. It's not even at that stage yet. I think it just went to some of the QA people. Um, that, that's just a guess. But um, so in the past, <laughs> Elon's really his own worst enemy sometimes because, you know, if he hadn't, if he hadn't said anything, let's just say, about FSD, obviously that's not his personality, but let's just say he never said anything about it and they just were sending out these software updates, people's minds would be blown. They'd be like, really what is this? But when you have this guy, you know, for five or six years saying, oh, by the end of the year, it's full self-driving level five. And then it's not. You're like, oh, man. Well, he said it was going to be this, and now it's worse than what he said. So, you know, it kind of disappoints people. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of the updates, so, like I said, we used to get updates weekly. Now that we're waiting for version 12, of course, I wouldn't expect to really get updates until that comes. Um, there was this time where the updates would go from, like, version 1 to version 2, and it was very quick, like, you know, a couple weeks apart or something. Mm -hmm. So I remember, very specifically, we, we go to version 5. And Elon tweets, and he goes, oh, version 5 is coming soon. This one is mind-blowing. It's going to make the car so much better. And this was very early on. This was probably like early 2021. So the beta is out maybe six months at this point. And he goes, this is going to polish a lot of the problems you guys have. You know, it'll blah, blah, blah. The update comes to our cars, and like nothing changed. Like literally nothing was different. And all the testers were talking to each other and, you know, posting our videos and stuff. And we're like... What is this guy talking about? Why did he say that? Like, why <laughs> why would he the say mind that? Blowing. Exactly. Yeah. Why would he say that and set us up for disappointment? So then, you know, version, you know, whatever, version nine comes out. Then we get to version 10. And then we get to version 10.69, which, you know, Elon had to make to be funny. Right. And he he said, This is the one, blah, blah, blah. We were all very desensitized at this point. We're like, whatever. That version actually was awesome. <laughs> it was a huge improvement. It made things so much better. And I remember in terms of confidence, one of my, my biggest complaints, this thing would fly through intersections like in a good way, um, take turns all over the place. It was awesome. Then we get version 11, another another big step up. Now version 11 has regressed some and brought some really like stupid things that I'm very annoyed with. Hmm. But overall, we were seeing these big jumps again. So with that history, I should calm myself, but I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. I have high hopes for version 12. I really do, especially taking into consideration. Did you watch the live stream of version 12 with Elon? No, I didn't. Okay. You should check it out. It's a very impressive video. Okay. He, you know, he basically says there's no hard coding. You know, it takes a couple roundabouts. It go, you know, intersections. And he goes, there's, we didn't code it until it, when you get to a roundabout, you yield and then you move through. He goes, it just watched videos and now it knows how to do it. Uh, he said that it's learning to read signs because, cool. you know, it, puts all that together it sees oh when this sign appears humans act this way so that's what i got to do right um so i do have high hopes for version 12 that was a very impressive video but you know i should probably call myself <laughs> i mean i think it's it's easy to get excited about this when we see technology advancing like this and for someone who uses it every day like you do if it's going to get better and better, your driving experience is going to get better and better. Right. So super cool. I, I really appreciate your expertise on this because knowing about it is one thing, living with it every day and from the beginning is another. So I'm sure it's like super exciting to see how it's gone through it. And like you said, I mean, there have been ups and downs. And uh, I think if the trends follow, that'll just keep happening. I mean, I don't know about any kind of software really that's quite perfect and this is self-driving right. cars so i feel like it's a I huge know. feat mm -hmm. yeah but super super cool um so i guess we'll see how these this first batch of employees you know they'll go through that then it'll be launched to most employees you said and then and then and then the public 
yeah, so they have these groups. So they have like the employees, and then there's like the OG testers. So like the those thousand people I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm one of them, and then there's some some other people you know on Twitter and YouTube that you'll see that are part of that group. So usually they'll get it first, um, and then you know within sometimes it's like weeks before anyone else gets it sometimes it's like the same day or the or the next day um but you know they could change everything at any point so it's hard to say exactly what order right. it's going to release in super cool so i mean it, it's something to consider if you're getting a tesla i mean if you're getting the tax incentives and then you could just add it back on with a it's a cra- it's FSD, a there's right? no there's there's no justifying it it's a crazy <laughs> amount true. of money it's it, a crazy really the software is very cool you know i would say definitely try it you get if you use a referral code you get three months of full self-driving for free mm-hmm. so everyone can give it a try for free or you can subscribe for 200 a month in my opinion definitely worth 200 bucks to have it for a month just to kind of experience it if you hate yeah. it just you know cancel it obviously don't get it. but yeah exactly just don't get it but uh it, it's definitely worth experiencing it, it's a trip um, yeah. videos don't do it justice. And then, you know, for the right people, I think it, it does offer enough kind of like stress relief and driver assist stuff that you can justify it for the right person. It's a peek into the future, I'd say. And yeah. folks can check out um, your channel. Do you have more videos about FSD that they can check out and your experience oh, with yeah. it? Oh, yeah. My, my channel is sure. full of uh, <laughs> FSD videos from the past three years. Good awesome. stuff, bad stuff. I mean, I just, I just, my goal is to show what's going on. Yeah. Of course, I get my opinion and stuff. But then I put all the information out there and people can can judge, you know, what what if they think it's bad or good. I, I the same video will have half the comments saying that it was an awful, terrible drive. And then the other half of the comments are like, wow, that's the most impressive thing I've seen. So you know, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Again, I appreciate your perspective about everything. And thank you for coming on. Um, so are you going to the Cybertruck delivery event? I will be there. Yes. Nice. Okay. You'll have to say hi to Kyle um, and Colton. I think we'll be there too to oh, check cool. out, you know, okay. the details of the Cybertruck yeah, as course. it's revealed. Um, <laughs> you have that keen eye. So that'll be really fun. Is there, you know, of course people should follow along with you, but is there anything else that you want to share that you are working on lately that people should keep an eye on if they're interested in this kind of stuff? Uh, no. Yeah. Just uh, stick to my channels and you can learn a lot. Yeah, I bet. I really appreciate your time. This is fun. I learned a lot, honestly, about FSD. I knew about it generally, but to hear about how it has really, how it started, how it's going, where we think it will go is really interesting. So thanks for sharing your expertise with me, Chris. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, We will see you next time on the Out of Spec Podcast.